Hey everybody, welcome to season two of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates, glad to have you back as we will hopefully get the entire school year in with uh, prep sports and athletics to talk about the great things going on throughout the region. We'll highlight them here on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. Going to talk some high school football, our annual high school preview show today and we really appreciate a bunch of coaches from the area who are playing in the fall season for giving us some time as they get ready for the 2020. 20 campaign. Talked to coaches over the last couple of weeks and compiled them right here for our season opener. Going to hear from Cambria Friesland's Jim Bilesma, also Randolph's Tom Chase, Fall River Riles' Cody Schultz, Marquezan's John Dunlavy, uh, Waterloo's Dave Frisell, uh, Marshall's Matt Kleinheinz, Watertown's Benji Camrath, Houston head coach Shannon Miller, and Dodgeland's new head coach Paul Shields. So we'll get their perspectives as most of the teams in the region are opening up next Friday. Dodgeland and Houston will have to wait into October because they just began practice to uh, abide by Dodge County health guidelines. And Marquezan's season opener scheduled for next Friday actually got canceled because of a rise in COVID-19 cases in the district. They're off till the 27th. So Marshall at Lourdes Academy is going to be canceled and Marshall will open up their season at home against Partyville on October 2nd, as long as everything goes as we hope it does when it comes to everybody getting healthy and being able to clean up the schools over in Marquezan. Always uh, want to tell you, too, with a lot of these interviews in the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, if you want to get them early, you can uh, check them out at dailydodge.com. I'm really proud to be a part of the team at Good Karma Brands and Beaver Dam. We talk a lot of high school sports, and I encourage you to check out the uh, dailydodge.com sports tab and uh, stay up to date with all the sports going on in the area, whether it is uh, uh, the scoreboards that we have every night with coaches reporting us uh, results from prep results, or if you want to hear specific interviews with coaches you can always hear them as well at dailydodge.com so we're going to get to the coaches that is coming up next here on the south central wisconsin prep report thank you so much for uh, being a part of the program and we always encourage you uh, to like the program and subscribe to the program it does us a big help as well you'll never miss an episode you can do so in all your favorite podcasting platforms just search south central wisconsin prep report you can also like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at scw prep report I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Wisconsin, in almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association, reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. Let's get things going on this high school football preview show on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. The first stop is going to be Cambria Friesland High School, where I had a chance to talk with veteran coach Jim Bilesma. Let's head to Cambria Friesland High School right now and bring in head coach Jim Bilesma, who enters his 38th year of coaching. Coach, uh, in 38 years of coaching, did you ever think that you'd have a pandemic affect high school football in the fall? 
No, I did not. This is one of the more unusual circumstances that we've ever started a season under. And uh, uh, we actually, there were times this summer, we did not think there would be fall football. So as a result, there were times um, we drug our feet, and that includes myself. And uh, about the middle of July, we began to think this is for real. And then, you know, people started getting back in the weight room. Uh, the coaches started uh, prepping the playbook and whatnot. But, no, this has been a, an unusual start and a slow start. Sure, Coach, with not being able to do a whole lot in the offseason, just uh, you know, heading into the season, where do you feel like your team is at as, as you hit the practice field for the first time uh, on Labor Day? We're uh, happy to be started, anxious, and uh, I think we're a little bit behind schedule in terms of conditioning, but we're more than trying to make that up in practice. Numbers-wise, Coach, you're telling me you're down just a little bit this season, but uh, your kids that, that are out for football have come ready to play? Yes, they have. Uh, you know, um, we're used to for a small school having in the mid 30s, which usually represents 60 to 70 percent of the boys in the school. This year we have 24, which is slightly more than half the boys in the school. But still, football's a numbers game and a seniors game, so you'd like to keep your numbers up. Do you? Uh, how many of those kids are returning from last year's squad? What, what kind of what kind of uh, depth do you bring back from last year? Well, we have quite a few starters back. Um, so in, in our senior class, I think there's nine seniors out, and uh, virtually every one of them started in at least one way last year. Some two, um, and uh, we're returning. You know, with the 24 we have out, only five of them are freshmen, and uh, so. Um, 19 of those kids have some kind of experience. Coach, is, is the Trailways Conference sponsoring a conference as champion in football this year, or is it just kind of a we're playing the regular season and see what happens? Um, I'm unsure if there will be a conference champion crowned. Um, I think the conference commissioner and the district administrators are still discussing that. Um, so we're just telling the kids uh, get the best record you can because it's also going to be a more limited playoff field this year. Now, is it one of those things, Coach, too? Was Cambria kind of on board with however the Trailways Conference went? You are going to stay in the fall and move to the spring, or was there discussion of trying to, to move, move, move your stuff to the spring? Or where, where was your school district at with, with that whole, do we play now or do we play later? Okay, um, I'm going to say several things here, some of them my own opinions, some of them the opinions of uh, those people that matter. Um, you know, I'm old and four people on my staff are in their mid fifties or older. And my wife is a cancer survivor. I was 100% in favor of spring football. But uh, when the trailways decided to go in the fall, um, I realized it was time to strap them on and here we go so uh i did have to i had a long and serious talk with my wife knowing that uh this could be light life-threatening to myself to my coaches and especially to her but uh you know she's a hall of fame wife uh, she said well <clears throat> you know this has been your life for so long go ahead and coach football but uh um so it's fall, and you know it's uh, full steam ahead, and here we go. 
Coach, do you have to do anything? At, what types of things are, are you doing at practice and such? You know, in, in anticipation of you know trying to keep kids safe and the coaching staff safe as well. Uh, we our team meetings. Everyone's required to wear a mask. We have uh, space to seating out in our team meeting room where everybody maintains six foot of distance. Uh, we've taken different procedures on team breaks. The team takes breaks at uh, different times. Uh, they water. They get their water breaks so they're never congregated. Uh, we try to maintain a six-foot distance between players and coaches while there's instructing. In fact, uh, last night was our first practice, and I had to talk to two of my players that, and you know, they were asking a coach a legitimate question, but they were standing right next to him. And I said, "You can ask them that question, but you back away from them." Coach, what are some of the things that have to happen for Cambria Friesland to win more games? I can't ask you if you're going to win a conference championship this year. So uh, what are some of the things that have to happen if you're going to win more games than you lose this year? Well, we need to focus better on assignments and details. We had we lost two games last year simply because uh, people had not paid enough attention to pick up formation keys, and we gave up scores late in the ballgame. We have to pay more attention to detail. Turnovers killed us in two games last year. You know, we were, I don't know, just a few points away from being like a eight and or a seven and two team. Um, but again, uh, it all comes down to discipline and uh, paying attention. Hey, Coach, well, you mentioned that you bring back, you know, a decent amount of upperclassmen. That you can kind of talk specifically about some of the players uh, that you're bringing back uh, this year for the 2020 version of the Hilltoppers. Sure, sure. Um, we have Kobe Smith back at quarterback. Uh, he started since game three of last year when uh, when Joseph Palver, our starting quarterback, was lost for the season. Uh, we have Eli Lehman, one of the bigger linemen in the league and in the conference, coming back. Um, <clears throat> we have Austin Broxman coming back, a two-year starter in the offensive line. We have uh, Cade Bermania, one of the most explosive players we've ever coached, coming back. Uh, he's been an all-conference special teams return player. He's a, a shifty runner and also a very adept receiver. Coach, uh, you open up on the 25th. You have a Kingdom Prep Lutheran, a first-year varsity program, from what I understand, a brand-new high school. Just uh, They're a team that, that kind of came on late. You added, added them to your schedule with uh, Deerfield dropping out? Right, yep. Um, we were lucky to find them. Uh, we were lucky to fill a schedule. We understand there's still schools out there that have not filled their schedule. But uh, we were hooked up. Uh, we thought we were going to head up north to play. Uh, the first game at Tomahawk, and then that didn't happen. But the Tomahawk coach said, hey, there's this new Lutheran school uh, that's looking for games, and we were fortunate to uh, hook up with them. Well, Coach Jim Bilesma, I appreciate the time, and uh, good luck to Hilltopper football. Let's hope everybody have a successful season and everybody stays healthy. Thanks, Wade, and it's great talking to you. Let's go to Randolph High School right now and bring in head football coach Tom Chase as he begins year number two as the head coach of the Rockets. Coach, coming off a pretty solid 7-3 uh, and three season, obviously the unique offseason. Uh, where, where do you see your team as, as you get practice going here in 2020? Uh, we're in pretty good shape right now from July 1st until you know, obviously when practice started. We had uh, really good weight room attendance. Uh, things really worked well. Um, our school actually hired 
a strength and conditioning coach that did an awesome job with our kids this summer uh, from that time. So right now we're in pretty good shape. Our numbers are high. Uh, first day of practice went well, so we're in good shape. Coach, uh, numbers-wise, you mentioned they're, they're good. Where, where are your numbers right now? Uh, we're in the low 40s right now, and for a school of 160-some or so, I'm, I'm taking that. So our goal was to try to, to get to 50. We lost a couple from last year, which I was disappointed in, but um, we did gain a few that, that weren't out, out last year. So we're in, the, we're in the low to mid-40s right now. Coach, are you happy with what you saw from your team uh, in year one uh, under your belt last year? Yeah, I was I was pleased with the improvement we made throughout the year. Uh, as I look back at film from game one to to game ten, there was a lot of improvement. So that was important to me, and it's always important that we stress fun with our kids. And I think they had fun, and that was important that they did that. And our staff just truly enjoyed coaching the kids, and it was just awesome. Now, coach, uh, coming back into twenty twenty, you have a team that's littered with all Trailways Conference uh, picks from last year. I mean, expectations obviously had to be uh, coming into the season high with hopes of a conference championship. Maybe some of those goals have changed a little bit with with COVID and everything. But but uh, uh, the kids excited to uh, to get back out there and get after it. Yeah, they needed it. You know, it's whether it's in Randolph or anywhere in Wisconsin, the kids needed to get back playing. And so, obviously, our kids in Randolph are excited to be out there. They worked really hard yesterday, which was great. I knew they would. Our expectations are higher. So they are excited. Um, as far as goals are concerned, we always have goals that are high. But right now, we just want to get our major goal is just to get to the next day. If we can get one more day of practice, and then maybe we get a game, and maybe we get two, and then maybe we get three. So our goal right now is just to get to the next day. Is that one of those things in, in the world we're living in right now you, you have to instill in the kids or maybe they understand it a little bit more after going through the last six months that, you know, tomorrow isn't guaranteed in this world, whether it, be, whether it is a practice or, or game day? It is, yeah. We really focused on that yesterday before we took off for practice. We just kind of made them be very aware that, you know, we better celebrate after this practice over because it may be the only one we get. And if we get one tomorrow, great, let's get another one. And all the things that we have to do to try to keep our season going, whether it's trying to stay six feet apart in drills or, you know, sanitizing balls or all the things that we have to do, uh, we just need to continue to do that to give ourselves a chance to at least play a few games. And maybe, with luck, what happens, we get all seven in and we'll go from there. Coach, offensively, what should we see from the Rockets here in 2020? Uh, you're not going to see a lot of change. You know, uh, we're not going to flare things and do all kinds of things. But we do a few things. We try to do them well. Uh, and so we're going to continue with that philosophy. And I think that worked last year. And our kids have a little bit better grasp of what we did from last year. So we're going to actually add a few more things, a couple more wrinkles this year that will help us become a little bit more effective, I think. So uh, not a lot of, lot of change. It will be pretty similar. Uh, we're going to try to run the ball. We are going to try to throw it a bit more this year. Um, we have some weapons to get it to, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, on the offensive side of the football, how many weapons do you return last year from that team? I believe we had nine starters coming back from last year, or presumed starters. Obviously, we always encourage competition early uh, in practice. So if somebody says, you know, I want your job, and they can beat that person out, uh, we're assume, you know, they were starters last year. But as until day one comes, uh, we don't necessarily have starters at this point. We have people we think that'll be starters, but we're going to let them compete. And always you're going to have playmakers at, it seems like, every position uh, in Randolph? Yeah, I think so. I think we're pretty solid there. I think uh, between Braden Halfley and Zach Hafta competing at quarterback, they give us two really solid guys there. And we've got a slew of uh, slots, and uh, this year you're going to see Zach Paul probably a little bit more at fullback. And we've moved uh, Jax Ratachik to a tight end just to get two of those really good players on the field more often and hopefully give them some touches so that we can uh, continue to uh, strive and get better. Coach, how about the defensive side of the football? Uh, I guess uh, bring a lot back there as well? 
Yeah, I think we had eight from there coming back. So, yeah, we'll do our, our normal four, three scream and splatter is what we call it. So we got some initial things done last night. I'm pretty happy about that. I think we have to put replace a couple of kids on the D-line um, at our, our zero shade and our, our weak side defensive end. But everybody else is back. So I guess I misspoke. I think we have nine actual starters coming back uh, from last year on defense. So it should be a pretty solid group if – Everybody does what they're supposed to do. You know, with sanitizing and trying to stay socially distanced, Coach, uh, what is a practice like at Randolph, and, and how, how do you manage to get your work done with, with also trying to keep you know kids and the staff safe? Uh, you know, we try. I can't say that we're doing the greatest job in the world. We try because, you know, the kids are excited. They want to get in drill, and we move pretty quickly from drill to drill. So, you know, we're trying to do that and sanitize. We're trying to do that the best that we can. And that's one thing I emphasized with the kids last night when we were done. I said we need to do a better job of doing that. So it doesn't look a whole lot different to answer your question. Um, we just have to take a little bit more time to take care of those things and to socially distance. Again, it's going to be part of our season extending or going longer is to do those things. Coach, you open up against Johnson the Crick at home, I guess, on the 25th of September. Uh, uh, good luck this season. Hopefully we can chat as the year goes along. Hey, we look forward to it. Thank you so much for covering us, and we enjoy talking to you. It's Randolph head coach uh, Tom Chase. It's year two of the uh, Fall River Rio Rebels uh, co-op for high school football, and we're going to bring in head coach Cody Schultz as his team gets ready for their season opener on September 25th as they head to St. John's Northwestern Military. Uh, coach, just uh, how's the uh, training camp been going for your team so far? Camp's been going awesome. You know, uh, obviously with COVID-19, there's new uh, regulations and there's new guidelines that we're trying to follow and uh, trying to make it as safe as possible for kids while also getting some good work in. The kids have adjusted really well. I think they're just eager to be doing something, uh, and they are working extremely hard. We have a good group of leaders out of our senior group and our junior group, and uh, we have a large group of freshmen. Actually, we have the biggest team we've had in a uh, long time. We have 40 kids out on the high school team. Um, so we have enough kids to have competition in practice um, with, you know, being what it can be, being, uh, you know, a smaller school um, and competing in different drill work and stuff like that. But it's been going really good. The kids are locked in. I think they've been so eager, like I said, to get back towards doing athletics and doing things with their friends that they are just chopping at the bit at everything they can do, running from drill to drill. It's a, it's a complete uh, awesome experience to be there every day. Coach, you mentioned numbers are up. What do you attribute the higher numbers out for football for this year? You know, I, I think the fact that we did lay a solid foundation, a culture that was attractive to people that want to be part of it. Uh, you know, I think the fact that we are also having in-person school. Uh, we have got a couple kids that have uh, either open enrolled or uh, school choice to uh, Fall River, which has added a couple kids here and there. Uh, but I think the fact that we do have that core group of uh, leaders and we have some sophomores all the way up to some seniors and they have been our biggest uh, advocates they've been recruiting kids in our school to say hey you should come out you should try it and you know right now our retention is phenomenal and uh, the kids are having a good time and the nice thing is they're holding each other accountable uh, like we did the other day that they thought wasn't working hard in one of our conditioning so we they said we all need to run again so again it's holding each other accountable but recruiting and making it that real family atmosphere that attractive attractive culture that's getting kids out oh coach you mentioned year one when we had talked that you know one of one of the culture building uh, projects you had was to bring the two schools together and uh, you know really form that we're rebels here you know we're not a member of Rio we're not a member of Fall River coming into year two do you think that bond is pretty tight here now where everybody you know comes together and, and knows that they're part of the rebels program 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's funny because the kids, uh, as much as, you know, during the COVID time, they're supposed to stay separate and not do stuff. Uh, you know, you would see a kid in town walking with their friend and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, that's, uh, that's Jacob and that's uh, Carl or that's, you know, a kid from Fall River and a kid from Rio hanging out. And, uh, you know, the kids are still, uh, they're always talking to each other. When you hear them talking at practice, it's not like, hey, how are you? How's the year been? All that stuff because they're catching up from that time they missed. They've been in constant communication all the way through the school year, the off season, all that stuff. So the kids are really, you know, they really get along. And uh, there is no Fall River and there is no Rio anymore. Uh, there is a we and us in a rebel culture that everybody is bought into. Well, Coach, when we head on to the field, let's talk about your defense first. Just what have you seen from your defense, and, and what do you look for from, from those guys this year? You know, uh, defense has been uh, picking up pretty sharply. Uh, the nice thing is I always think defense is a little bit ahead of offense at this point in time because as much as, uh, you know, I like the defense. Uh, I, I'm, I work with our defensive coordinator, so we're co-DCs on it. And uh, But at the end of the day, defense is hit the guy in front of you as hard as you can, get rid of him, find the ball. So, uh, you know, defense is pure aggression. And, uh, you know, it's uh, finding uh, the space where the guy's going to run and stopping him. So we are ahead there uh, from uh, where we were last year. I think it's because we do have some good leadership that are helping those new kids understand what's going on. Uh, and the kids are working hard. And the harder the kids work, just like in life, the more you put in, the more you get out. So defense, we're feeling sharp there, and we're ready to rock and roll. We do lose our three starting linebackers from last year, but I think we're going to be able to have guys step in and replace those guys. Uh, but, you know, all three of those linebackers were all conference, so that's a little bit of a change for us. Uh, but then we are replacing some guys on the D-line, but I think we have a lot of young talent there, and, uh, you know, they're excited because they're green behind the ears. So now they get to play some football, and they're ready to rock and roll. Uh, in our secondary uh, we're returning everybody, so we feel pretty confident there. But, again, defense, I feel like we're in a really good place right now. Coach, how about the other side of the football? I mean, you, you, you replaced some, some, some of your weapons that you had last year, but what do you look for from the Rebels on offense this year? You know, on offense, we're replacing everybody uh, except uh, Bryce Locke, uh, Gavin Woodle, uh, Trevor Kegler, who are three linemen. And then we have Jacob Rowe and Sam Osterhouse coming back at wide receiver, but we have a brand-new quarterback, two brand-new backs, brand-new tight end. So it's going to be a new look for us. And, uh, you know, we're trying to be fast, efficient, uh, and simple because clear minds equals fast feet. And the harder that we can hit it and we can strive for that four yards of pop, whether we're running the ball, passing the ball, we can stay ahead of the chain. And the kids have been really picking up on that as well. You know, the nice thing about it is they – like I said, are locked in. So the more that they are engaged, the more we can do. And with that leadership amongst the team, helping each other understand what's going on, when we go older kids, younger kids, or we go ones, twos, and JV, when we are walking through things and they're, they're standing on defense saying, hey, no, you got to come here, you got to help here, and they're talking it through, the whole team is progressing really fast. And uh, we're hopeful that that carries on right over to, uh, you know, the scrimmage this Friday in the game week one. We're talking with Cody Schultz, the head football coach of Fall River Rio, the Rebels football program. Coach, with your numbers growing, does that how much does that help your depth, knowing that maybe you don't have to play, you know, guys both ways every snap of a game as as you progress through a season? You know, we're excited about that. Uh, the nice thing is that it allows our freshmen and our sophomores who aren't ready for varsity 
to develop at a JV level. Now we have seven full JV games and we have seven varsity games. So that's super exciting for us. On top of that, we are still playing guys two ways. We're going to play the best players that give us a chance to win the game. So some of our kids are going to have to be more conditioned and they're going to have to be mentally tougher than, uh, you know, their counterparts that are playing one way uh, on the other team. You know, but it is nice to be able to say, hey, take a blow off special teams. Hey, we have a rotation. So even though you're the starter, we're going to pop this guy in because we got depth. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. Having 40 guys on the team leads us to have some competition in practice. And we're able to do more things and just walk through stuff. So I think as the year progresses, it's going to make us sharper. And, uh, you know, we used to have a coach on our staff. Uh, his son is playing football this year, so unfortunately he's not able to coach for us. But he always used to talk about, hey, the practice is going to be, you know, so intense. We're going to compete so hard in practice that we are going to uh, – the games are going to be easy for us. Having 40 guys allows us to compete in practice. So when we get to the games, we're hoping that those are a little bit easier for us because we're working so hard during practice. Coaches, what's your take on the new look eight-team Trailways Conference here in 2020? You know, it's uh, it's 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 nice uh, the fact that we're able to play football. But as I think about Deerfield, I feel for those kids not being able to play. Obviously, you and I have spoken before, uh, and I love football. I love sports in general. When somebody has that opportunity taken away from them for the fall season, it's you know we we hope the best for those kids in that program. Uh, but you know, we're excited to see the teams that we've seen before. But we also have uh, St. John's coming in the conference, so we don't really know what to expect. We do have some film on them from last year. Uh, we're going to exchange scrimmage films, but it's going to be a new team, a new look, and a new opportunity for us to get better and challenge ourselves against somebody who had some success last year. So, Coach, what are some of the things that have to happen for the Rebels this year if uh, they want to uh, win more games than they lose? Yeah, the, what we have to do is we have to focus on being tough. And, you know, that's our new program's uh, you know slogan or our culture. Uh, we talked about that with the Leadership Council. Uh, we all talked about setting our standards for this year. And at the end of the day, a lot of those things we're, we talked about were toughness because uh, toughness is a choice. And everybody's given different God-given abilities. Everybody has different heights. Everybody has different strengths. Everybody has different speeds. You can work to improve some of those things. But at the end of the day, you're given what you have, and you have to make the best with it. Toughness is a choice. Toughness is, hey, I am tougher than that guy. I'm going to get get through this. I'm going to grit through this. And that's what we're really focusing on. Our slogan for this year and our program uh, slogan moving forward is we want to be the toughness of the conference. And by the, I mean, we're going to think, have, and embody T-H-E, the toughness of the conference. So that's what we're shooting for. Uh, we got And part of that uh, toughness is competing every day. And it's not just at practice, but it's everything that they do. You know, it's waking up and being tough enough to, hey, if I'm going to work out in the mornings before school, I'm going to wake up on time. I'm going to go to bed early. It's, hey, I'm going to do the right thing in the classroom. I'm going, to, I'm going to compete in the classroom to be as best as I can so I can make sure I'm on the field on Friday helping my team. Again, we're going to compete. We're going to be tough, and hopefully those things work out to a successful formula on the field. Well, Coach Cody Schultz, good luck to the Fall River Rio Rebels football program this year. You open up the 25th at St. John's Northwestern Military. It's a 4 o'clock kickoff, Coach. You going to be able to get a fish fry in after the game? No, thank you. I'm going to be ready to rock and roll uh, for our next opponent. we got to break down film. we got to watch film. You know, uh, it's a seven-day-a-week job right now, um, but that's what most coaches, so, uh, you know, maybe we'll get something to go on the way home. All right, Coach uh, Cody Schultz, thank you so much for the time, and good luck this year to the Rebels. Thank you. You too.
The Marquezan High School football team's home opener scheduled for next Friday night at Lord's Academy has been canceled because the Marquezan schools are shut down through the 27th of September because of a rise in COVID cases. Had a chance before that announcement was made to talk with head coach John Dunleavy about the Hornets season. Here's that conversation I had with him. Let's head to Waterloo High School right now and bring in head football coach Dave Frizzell as his squad gets ready for the 2020 season. Coach, one of those strange off-seasons, just what has it been like for you as a, a coach and an athletic director trying to get ready for fall sports? Boy, uh, it's been uh, a roller coaster ride, uh, not knowing uh, from one day to the other in the summer whether we were going to even have a season. Um, and I guess it all started for me as a football coach last March. We had just started to get our off-season program rolling a little bit. Uh, last year was my first year here. And so we had uh, just started to get the kids on a program and figured out how we were going to build for the off-season, and then we got shut down. So it's uh, it's been a weird off-season, uh, but it's been a weird off-season for everybody. So I think we're all in the same boat um, trying to figure out how we're going to navigate this fall. Now, Coach, if I remember right, you got hired pretty late into the process in the summer of 2019. Is that correct? That's correct. I I, I got here with about a week and a half before the season started. So um, it was very late uh, getting here in, in the summer last year and then really not having a true off-season program this year. So uh, we had our first practice, and I was very pleasantly impressed with how much the kids retained from last year. And so even though we did not have a, a – perfect offseason we're still way ahead of where we were last year coach you know every every school district was different when it comes to what kids were able to do this offseason what kind of work if any were, were your kids able to put in here this this past summer uh once once we were cleared in july uh we started weight training again and we had a good group of kids um that were able to come up to the school and and we started out we weren't able to go in the building so we had to do a lot of uh body weight stuff and a lot of get creative stuff outside and then after a couple of weeks, we were able to get in inside the building and, and uh, social distance and wear masks and able to get in the weight room. So um, very abbreviated offseason, um, probably about four weeks worth of good work. Um, but we were also able to have our five contact days, which was very important. Um, so the kids were able to get a refresher course on what we were trying to do, and, and they they picked up on that on, on, on the contact days, and they've retained it pretty well since we uh, – did that at the end of July. Coach, when you took over last season, uh, how much different was the offense and defense and such that, that the, the, the kids had been running uh, previously to, to what your philosophies and such were? Uh, offensively, it was a, it was a major change. Um, uh, in the past, the, the program had huddled up. In the past, it was more of a run-based uh, program, uh, two backs in the backfield, uh, kind of eat the clock and run the clock, and we went completely different. We're a spread offense. Uh, we don't like to huddle. Uh, we like to go as fast as we can. And so uh, by the end of the year last year, our kids had really started to master some of the nuances of it. Um, we really didn't have our full offense in until about the seventh week of the, the season. So um, it'll be fun this year to be able to kind of build where we left off and, and – uh, have most of our offense in at the beginning of the year. Defensively, we were pretty similar. Um, the difference was uh, we're trying to match the tempo of our offense with our defense and play a little faster and and uh, be a little more aggressive. And so the kids had to develop a little different mindset. And, and I was impressed as the season went on how our mindset changed. And 
I think based off of what I saw yesterday, I think they're ready to embrace that mindset and, and run with it this year. Talking with Waterloo football coach Dave Frizzell. Uh, coach, uh, numbers-wise, where's your, where's your program at right now as you get practice going? Uh, we're right around 40 uh, for, our, for our 9 through 12. A uh, little bit higher than we were last year in terms of numbers. And uh, we're hoping that there's a couple kids um, that are on the fence right now that now that school has started, we're hoping we can get a couple more out. Um, we have a, a, a pretty big senior class and we have a pretty big freshman class. And so uh, we're, we're hopeful that we can add a few juniors and sophomores to the mix and, uh, and keep building the numbers because it's, it's all about uh, having a JV that's pretty solid that can be a feeder program for your for varsity. And, and varsity, we need some depth if we're going to be up-tempo and, and try to do a lot of things where we get a lot of guys on the field. Coach, for a school waters lose size, what's the ideal number? Uh, obviously, you probably say as many kids as you can get out, but what's an ideal number you'd like to have out year in and year out uh, for the Pirates? Well, I'd, I'd love to see at least 12 per grade, um, which, which would give us close to 50. Um, that would be fantastic. And I think uh, with our, our numbers at our lower levels in our feeder programs in the junior high and, and below, I think uh, if we're patient, we'll get there. And right now we just have a couple uh, holes in our sophomore and junior class, but our, our senior and freshman classes both uh, hit that criteria. And so that's kind of the goal, uh, 12 or more in each class. And then I think, I think uh, we'll be able to build some depth in the program. Coach, of those 40 um, players that you have uh, back out right now at this point, uh, how many are returning from last year? And, uh, and does you have some key, key, key players back? Yeah, we do. Um, our senior group um, played a lot. Uh, most of those kids played a ton of football last year. Um, Blake Hebner will be our, our starting quarterback, and, and he last year was a receiver and a defensive back for us. Um, he'll step in for Chase Bostwick, who really did a nice job last year as a first-year uh, quarterback in the system. And we, we expect Blake will, will pick right up where Chase left off. Uh, we have uh, Jordi Aguero, who is a, will be a three-year starter. He'll play some running back and some linebacker for us. Um, we have Renault Lamone, um, who is a two-way starter in the lines. Um, so we have, we have, uh, quite a few seniors who play a lot and have played a lot of football. And we also have some juniors, uh, Eugene Wolf, who will be our featured running back and our linebacker, um, played a ton of football last year on the defensive side as a sophomore. And this year we expect him to step in and be a, a two-way player for us and, and be a really good two-way player. Um, so we have we have some guys who have played a lot of football in the past, and we're hoping to build on some of that experience. Uh, Coach, Eastern Suburban pretty much intact from what I look at, a new league this year. Are they sponsoring a, a conference champion this year with, with things in flux? It does not look like it, no. Um, I think we're still going to do some all-conference awards and some individual awards, but I do not believe we will have a conference champion. Now, that could change. I, everything changes day to day. Um, but as of the last time we talked, I, I don't believe there will be a conference champion. Sure, and obviously uh, it's only your second year here back in, in Wisconsin with Waterloo, but just your thoughts on the Eastern Suburban and the realignment for football and, and where Waterloo falls in this league? I really like it. Um, I, I, I think the competitive balance is, is going to be a really good uh, fit for us. Um, there's still going to be some teams that are going to be outstanding this year. I, I really believe Cambridge is going to be better than they were last year. And uh, so that'll that'll be an interesting uh, 
match up with them. But I really like the rest of the league in terms of where we fit in. Um, I, I, all I ask is that uh, week in and week out that we feel like we can be competitive, and I really believe this league gives us that. Well, Coach, what are some of the things that have to happen for your team if they want to, uh, I guess, win more than they lose this year? Well, um, like with every other team, it really comes down to the line play. And if we can win some battles up front, uh, we have enough skill that we can uh, do some really good things, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, we're going to be pretty small up front. And uh, so we, we are going to need to be creative on how we – uh, work our lines. Um, we don't have a lot of depth there, and so um, anybody that gets injured uh, along the offensive or defensive line will be a major uh, blow for us. So uh, the, the key to us is if our line can can stay together, stay healthy, and improve week to week, uh, I really like our chances. Well, Coach, you open up on the 25th at Palmyra Eagle, a team you got a victory over uh, last season. Uh, good luck, and uh, hopefully we can touch base all season long and, and see what's going on with Pirate Football. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Let's head to Marshall High School right now and bring in head football coach Matt Kleinheinz as his team gets ready for the 2020 season. Uh, coach, uh, just how's it been going at Marshall here with uh, this unique season and getting things going in Dane County? Uh, well, I, I guess I don't have a lot of reference points for other schools in Dane County other than Edgewood, but uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we've certainly had to adapt as coaches and players uh, to the things that we're doing. Um, practice schedules, you know, I'm a little more meticulous, I guess, in practice schedules as far as what we're doing to make sure that we're following the county orders um, and things like that, and it certainly looks very different, but uh, we're finding ways, and I give our coaches and our kids and our parents a ton of credit um, you know, for being adaptable and trying to make this work in very difficult times. So, Coach, ex- explain, can you explain a little bit more what types of things you are doing in practice to get your work done, but also uh, also make sure you stay safe and, and abide by those county guidelines? Yeah, I mean, I think that probably the biggest thing is just the no physical contact at practice. Um, you know, obviously football's a physical game, so that's uh, that's something that, that is very tricky. Um, we've been creative um, using things like pool noodles to simulate arms to you know, using dummies in place of people, um, things like that, you know, sanitizing equipment, uh, obviously far more often than we ever have. So, um, just, you know, trying to keep the kids socially distanced. It's, it's a learning process for all of us. And, um, you know, we wear masks if there's drills where we're maybe potential to get a little bit closer than, than six feet. Um, but we've been all really pretty good about following the precautions. Well, coach, uh, you bring a lot back from your squad last year, don't you? Yeah, we're excited about that. Um, I, I think one of the tricky things for not only us, but for the kids as well, is just trying to figure out exactly where uh, some of our, our pieces to the puzzle are going to fall without being able to really do 11 on 11 activities and getting physical at practice. Um, sometimes it's tough to gauge. I, I think any coach will tell you there's years um, where kids look really, really good without uh, in just helmets and shoulder pads when you're not doing a lot of contact. Um, and you, you start thinking to yourself, man, I can really get something out of this kid this year. And then all of a sudden you start put the full pads on and you start going full contact and you're like, oh, you know, so I, us trying to be able to gauge exactly where these kids are going to be at once we start doing physical contact um, is a little bit tricky, but we, we like what we're seeing so far for sure. How many kids do you bring back on your roster this year? 
Ah, uh, gosh, uh, quite a few. I think it's over 20 um, from our team last year. We we had a lot of guys see the varsity field. Um, we only had four seniors last year. Um, so it, a lot of these younger guys, quite frankly, they shouldn't have been on the field, um, but they were the best that we had. And I, and I think that they really grew from that experience. Uh, they learned a lot about what varsity football is like, the speed of the game, the physicality of it. Um, so it's going to pay dividends for us in the long run. It's not something that I would normally like to do as a head coach, uh, but we didn't have a lot of options, and, and hopefully it pays off for us here. Coach, you, you bring back uh, three players that received all uh, uh, Capital South Conference uh, mentioned last year. Le- leading the way is going to be uh, one of your uh, alignment uh, this year, Kelby Peterson, who's also on the watch list for the Joe Thomas Award and the Tim Crumroy Award. Can you talk about him and the other two juniors that, that received all conference mentioned last year for your squad? Yeah, sure. I mean, Kelby, Kelby's been a three-year starter for us. Uh, well, you know, this will be his third year as a starter for us uh, on both sides of the ball. He certainly brings a lot to the table. Um, you know, when Kelby goes hard, he's a midful. Um, and and uh, he, get, you know, getting him in game shape and getting everybody in game shape, I'm not going to just limit that to Kelby, um, you know, has certainly been something we focused on this week. Um, he looks good. I mean, physically, he looks really good. Um, he found a way to get some lifting in, um, even though we were down with, with the shutdowns and things like that so um, he's looking forward to it um, you know we're hoping that we, we, we need him to have a big senior season and he gets it he's been doing it for a couple of years and so we're excited about you know him being the anchor to our, our offensive and defensive lines um, you know he'll play center for us so to be strong in the middle is obviously very very important um, in our option offense um, Cole Dennison returns on the edge uh, receiver defensive back first team all conference kid um, you know in Canon I think was second team all conference um again a receiver and defensive back so uh we feel very good about our secondary um we bring back all of our kids in our secondary um cannon and cole our uh, cole are lockdown corners i mean they we can play cover one we can play games a zone um we feel pretty comfortable uh much more so than we have in past years about uh seeing passing teams um we, we can put those guys on an island and we don't have anything to worry about so that's as a coach that's very comforting with their skill set yeah, and not just the all-conference kids, though, too, but you mentioned uh, you know, comforting, though, having, having kids back that saw time on the field so you're not completely starting over with, with, with kids uh, uh, this year when camp opened up. Yeah, correct. Like our offensive line, uh, everybody's back. Um, you know, on our defensive line, uh, everybody's back as well. So, um, you know, at least in some way, shape, or form, they played meaningful varsity minutes last year. So we've got four seniors on our offensive line. Uh, that's obviously a huge key to any team success. Uh, Mitchell Gomez, Alejandro Ugalde, Devontae Holmes all all saw significant minutes and or started last year. Um, Taylor Mahalik will, uh, will be our left tackle. He had to play last year as a freshman. You know, in all honesty, probably wasn't ready, but he was the best we had. And, and uh, you know, that's a prime example of us uh, going to be able to get something out of him this year because of the experience that he had last year. So a um, lot of kids coming back on the, on the uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball. Coach, do you, do you like getting a little publicity from, you know, the statewide media? I know Travis Wilson listed Marshall as, you know, quote, a team to watch in their preseason Division Four rankings over the summer. I mean, do you like that? I know for coaches, you know, rankings don't really mean anything. It's, you know, it's, a, it's about what happens in the field. But but to see the Cardinals get a little attention, is that nice, nice for the kids in the program? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's nice for everybody to, you know, maybe puff their chest out and everything like that. And I think the parents and the kids get pretty excited about it. Um, you know, I think we as coaches, we take that stuff with a grain of salt. Um, we certainly recognize uh, why we maybe are getting some of that attention, given the fact that, um, you know, we're going into a new conference and um, we bring back a lot of kids. And so, um, you know, with that, though, as I told the kids, come some expectations. I said, I, I almost like being an underdog just because it's a little bit easier for you to fly under the radar when your name starts appearing in print all of a sudden you got a target on your back and you know you can't go out and have a bad game and maybe sneak by everybody's going to be ready for you coach i typed in your schedule here earlier now with adding tomahawk in the opener there's at in front of every single team on my schedule road warriors are the guys going to uh too bad you don't get frequent flyer miles for the bus huh yeah, we joked that we're not going to have a homecoming this year. We're going to have to find someone to host us for a road coming. Um, you know, we it is what it is. We're you know we're gonna we're gonna follow the county orders. Um, you know, I think the thing that's frustrating uh, to a lot of people around here, myself a little bit included, is you know we're we're included with the the masses that is Madison and UW Madison and Dane County, but yet four miles down the road in Waterloo or eight miles down the road in Lake Mills. Um, because they're in Jefferson County, there are little to no restrictions. So um, I think that's frustrating for a lot of us. Uh, but again, we're making the best of it. We are, we're following the rules. We're actually going to go up to Fall River on Wednesday nights to practice um, so we can be out of the county and, and do some of our physical contact up there. Our volleyball team is going to go up there as well so that they can you know, adhere to the county orders and still be able to do the things that they need to do to be successful. And I give our, I give our administration, our school board, and our parents a ton of credit for being supportive of that. Coach, what are some of the things that have to happen with your team this year if you want to finish near the top of the Eastern Suburban Conference standings this year? Yeah, we got to be good up front. Um, we we and I and I feel good about that. Um, you know, we need to be able to stop the run, and we need to be able to run the football. Um, you know, we certainly have some very talented receivers. Um, uh, Craig Ward's coming back at quarterback. You know, he split some time last year with with Dylan Horsmeyer. Um, you know, and Craig certainly has improved in the off season. So we're excited that you know I think everybody knows our desire is to run the football, but um, we do feel confident with our receivers uh, that we can certainly throw it when we need to. So. Um, and again, with with the amount of reps that we're taking at the varsity level on defense, um, we feel pretty good about about where we're at heading into the season. Um, I think the tricky thing for us is going into a new conference, with the exception of Cambridge and Waterloo. We don't know anybody. Um, we don't we didn't cross paths with a lot of those other teams, so it's going to be kind of a feeling out process uh, as to what these other teams are going to bring to the table. Well, Matt Kleinheinz, head coach at Marshall, always appreciate you giving us some time, and good luck to the Cardinals here in 2020. Thanks, Wade. Let's head to Watertown High School right now and bring in head football coach Benji Camrath. Coach, uh, for the first uh, part of practice here as you get ready for the 2020 season, just uh, what's your take on what you've seen from your goslings? Yeah, our kids have worked extremely hard. Uh, we've had some different protocols with, uh, with COVID that we've had to follow, but I think our kids have really uh, done a nice job, and we uh, continue to uh, grind through these first uh, few days of practice, and I'm uh, really excited about what I see. Coach, just uh, as a staff, how much time do you have to put into trying to craft practices that, that fell into uh, the health standards that are put in front of us here? Did you have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to get your work done, but do it safely? Uh, absolutely, yeah. You know, there's a lot of time uh, you know, spent just on my own and with the staff of uh, brainstorming what, what we can do to uh, make sure that uh, we're keeping the players safe, but yet having uh, you know, productive practices. Uh, not only before practice, what it looks like, but uh, during practice and after practice. So, uh, 
you know, the time spent with uh, the coaches, with our athletic director, uh, with our uh, city health inspector, all that uh, went into to play when we uh, were getting ready for practices. Coach, what was it like in the off season, especially as we got into August, not knowing uh, if you'd have a fall season or not? Obviously, some teams in the Badger, most of the Dane County schools are are moved to the spring, and Beaver Dam ended that way. What what was your take on how that all went down, and in the final decision of Watertown staying put where you're at? You know, it really was the summer of the unknowns, you know, it was day-to-day of, of uh, not only what we were going to do as far as uh, our off-season workouts or summer workouts for us. We tried to, uh, we had about a month where we were having uh, like 30 kids a day come in and keeping uh, groups of 10. And then, uh, you know, when we got to the month of August, we still didn't really know uh, whether or not we were playing in the fall or playing in the spring. Um, we... We decided to not have our normal four-day summer camp, um, so I didn't get a chance to see the kids all that much throughout the summer. Uh, when you know, when things started to happen with uh, the WA choosing a spring option, and a lot of the uh, Dane County schools choosing that, and a, a few obviously around us that uh, uh, we would play one being Beaver Dam. It it. Uh, Again, it was unknown whether or not we would we would stay in the fall. Uh, we decided that was the best option for us. I know our kids and our you know our parents and community are excited about the opportunity to play this fall and and have a seven game schedule. Coach, you bring back an all conference kicker in uh, Brandon Fisher. Can you kind of talk about how important that is to have a uh, a solid kicker and maybe an above average kicker at the high school level? Yeah, but it's definitely uh, a luxury to have that. Uh, I know Brandon has put a ton of time in on his own. Um, he works every day at it. Uh, he's very good at what he does, uh, both kicking and punting, and have that ability to know that you can, you know, not only for extra points, but have the ability to kick a field goal at the high school level and then also be able to uh, change change the field when you're punting the ball and, and uh, hopefully pin a team deep in their territory. It definitely is something that, it's a luxury for us, and again, it's a kid who has worked extremely hard at what he does and, and works hard not only at practice but on his own. It definitely helps us uh, each game we play. Coach, you know, a lot of times when you head into a season, you're thinking about goals, you know, conference championship, uh, deep runs in the postseason. This year is one of those odd years. Uh, what kind of goals, and how do you go about setting goals for your team here in 2020? You know, for us uh, – we just uh, obviously we want to just go one and zero each week. You know, we just take it week to week. Even when we were, you know, in a normal conference uh, or uh, you know the your normal playoff setting, we we obviously try to get a, for us a winning record. We we're always trying to get in the playoffs, and then hopefully, if we stay healthy, make a deep run. Uh, you know, this year we're just looking at it go one and zero each week. Um, you know, I, I think you know looking at our schedule, we have some still have some good teams, but I think we can definitely have a chance to win every game we play and if the way we play if we play the way we're capable of we definitely have a strong chance of uh having a winning record and maybe even a chance of going undefeated but we'll take it uh, one week at a time and try to go one and all every week. Coach, you graduated a laundry list of all-conference receivers and a quarterback from your 2019 squad but you're still going to have plenty of guys to play pitch and catch won't you in 2020? Yeah, you know, I'm really excited. We actually have two really athletic, uh, strong-arm quarterbacks. Uh, Caleb Hoff and Nathan Kale were sophomores last year and both split time there. Uh, they both, uh, again, have a great athleticism. Uh, you know, I plan on going into week one playing them both. If one of them ends up being the clear-cut starter and wins the job, we'll, we'll definitely uh, 
find a place for the other guy. They both can play defense as well. So it's nice to have two really good athletes, strong arms, and uh, they both understand the game really well. Dylan Sipple, an all-conference honorable mention, running back, also back for you in the backfield? Yeah, Dylan Sipple had a great year last year. I expect him to uh, be one of our leaders this year on the team. Uh, another running back who played some late. He was a sophomore. Taylor Walters has looked really good in camp, and, and there are you know, there are guys at every position right now that uh, are fighting for playing time, and that's nice to, to have that as a coach, uh, to have depth, uh, especially in their skill positions, uh, because, you know, when we're playing four wide receivers or three tight ends and a receiver, and a lot of those guys are playing defense, you can rotate them at defensive back, you can rotate them at receiver, and still stay fresh on the field. Defensively as well, what do you look for from your squad? I think, uh, you know, for us, the biggest thing is, you know, trying to uh, just get better at the little things. Um, you know, some, against some of the stronger teams, we were, were giving up some higher point totals. So, obviously, we want to try to hold teams under a couple scores. Uh, I think we have the ability to score a lot of points. We, wanna, we definitely want to make sure that we're a good tackling team, uh, not give up the big play, uh, hopefully fly around with a lot of energy. Um, you know, what I see defensively for us is a lot of depth and a lot of guys who – hopefully rotate themselves into, you know, some playing time. And uh, hopefully that's an advantage for us, you know, being one of the bigger schools in the teams we play and that we'll be playing more guys and hopefully wear down other teams in the third and fourth quarter. Got some home cooking to start the season. You got Edgewood, Portage, and Sauk Prairie all at home here to start start the season, Coach? Yeah, it's exciting to have three home games in a row. Uh, for us, uh, we have a phenomenal uh, grass field. I think one of the best grass fields. Uh, in the area, we just got a brand new Jumbotron scoreboard that I know the kids are excited about. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the fan base will look like yet, what what's, what they're going to allow as far as how many fans, but it definitely will be, be awesome to be playing at home on familiar territory, and we're definitely looking forward to uh, starting our week one uh, home uh, game against Madison Edgewood. Coach Benji Camrath, head coach at Watertown, thank you so much for the time, and good luck here in 2020. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Right now, let's bring in Shannon Miller, the head coach of the Horicon Houston Ford Co-op as the Marsh Falcons. Going to get a later start than what maybe some of the other teams will get going as most teams that stayed in the fall uh, starting on September 7th, Labor Day. But Coach Miller, your team starting a little bit later, but uh, you still excited to be able to play in the fall? Yeah, absolutely. Playing fall is it's football season in the fall, and we're very happy all the hard work that went into allowing us to be able to play hoping everything stands firm that we can do this, but super excited to see the boys again and to actually hopefully have a season. Now, you mentioned uh, most teams started on Labor Day. They're staying in the fall, but uh, the Houston schedule starts uh, a little bit later just uh, to uh, kind of abide by uh, COVID protocol and such. Yes, sir. It's to abide by Dodge County. Um, Dodge County, I can't remember the exact name, but they agreed upon it with a couple of our schools in Dodge County just to be safe for another couple of weeks. We are allowed to have all school with permission from both schools, Horicon and Houston, that they can do weight training and they can do conditioning with everybody in the school involved. So we're happy we could at least do some of that to get some association with the kids again. And uh, you'll, for your first official practice is going to be September 21st, and then you'll actually have a game uh, on October 9th. That's correct. October, September 21st, and that's, 
very strange, but we'll take what we can right now. Like I said, our AD did a great job finding us games that we were able to get five coming up. Um, and we're very, very pleased with all the work he did and so happy to have games. Coach, now what was the summer like for Houston football? Obviously with coronavirus out there, you know, you know, it's, it was different from a program to program, but uh, what types of work uh, were your kids able to get done this summer? Uh, a lot of kids were able to go uh, whatever they could. I mean, we had a couple guidelines for them to lift, to condition, do whatever was absolutely possible that they could do. I mean, a lot of things were not open. You know, schools were not open. Uh, fitness centers weren't open, so they did a lot of things, whatever they could do at home. I can't tell you a lot about what some of them did, but I know seeing some of the kids running around tonight, it was pretty cool in summer in some pretty good shape. Now, Coach, you have a couple of Trailways Large uh, Conference Championships in your back pocket as you pick those up. And, and I guess on paper, uh, the plan was before COVID-19 to move to the Capital Conference, a new-look league as, as the WIAA realigned to 18 conferences. Uh, just what are your thoughts eventually, you know, maybe not this year, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but but in general, moving to the uh, the Capital Conference with Bigfoot, Columbus, Lake Mills, Lakeside Lutheran, Lodi, Beloit Turner and Watertown Luther Prep. Those are some big schools. You got some big numbers with those schools. We're definitely in a lower seed and all that as far as enrollments involved. So it was definitely going to be tough and a struggle with losing the athletes that we did lose this last season. You know, losing Dylan Schmidt, Zach Kale, and a couple other our linemen and stuff. It, it it's a huge loss to go into a conference like that. But we're willing to take on you know anything we can just to improve as a co-op. Now, Coach, you, you talk about losing you know, the, the player of the year on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball and the trailways uh, large, but you do bring back some kids that, that, that saw some extensive action, some kids that, that, that gained all-conference to mention last year. Uh, uh, Dylan Keel, I think, got all-conference last year as well at, at uh, a wide receiver. Also, Aiden Schwark returns as a second-team all-league player and uh, uh, a couple of juniors as well to be Blake Pablinski and uh, uh, is it Nathan Sporrell that, uh, that also uh, a return for you? Yeah, Nathan. Nathan is uh, pretty special. He's got a we call it a golden leg. Nathan. Nathan's a great kicker. He goes to camps throughout the summer, all throughout the state. Um, I think he's got a pretty high ranking right now for the young groups. But yeah, Nate's Nate's great coming back. Blake has been a starter as a freshman for us, uh, which has been a very positive thing. And he he's. He's improving in a lot of areas. He, he stepped up really well last year on offense for us as, as well. Dylan Keel is just a beast. He's a great all-around athlete. You know, he's both sides of the ball. Aiden Schwark is a big returner on the O-line, as well as um, Gavin Stark, who didn't get the recognition, but Gavin's a big, strong young man. And Gavin, we look to have a great year, as well as Brady. Um Brady Albers from Horicon. Brady's going to have a great year. Josh Thompson is another young man that's going to fill a good role for us. Now, Coach, you know, most years, you know, we talk to you in the preview and we talk about with, with Houston football, you know, the goals are a conference championship, make, make a deep, deep run into the postseason. Obviously, it's a little different here in 2020. What types of goals do you set for your team and what do you look to accomplish in the five-game slate that you have scheduled? It's short. It's going to be hard. I, to comment on this right now, is we're, the first thing is going to be to find leaders. Obviously, your leaders are the ones that take you. Coaches can only do so much. 
we can lead them so far, but you know, older kids and leaders on our team and captains are the ones that are going to have to take control of the team. With a short time frame of what we have to do right now, that's going to be the number one goal to see which young men are going to step up and be those leaders for us. Have you, have you thought about it all? How are you going to handle practice, obviously? Because uh, it's, I know, talking to different coaches as well uh, so far as they began practice the week of Labor Day, obviously things are a little bit different at practice. Have you thought about kind of how you're going to run practice uh, yet as we approach the 21st? As soon as we get going, the benefit that I have is a, is a great coaching staff that we've been together now for eight years, you know, with one new guy coming in this year. Uh, but we know each other very well, so coming into the first practice on the 21st, it, it'll be generally pretty easy for us. It's just it's me adjusting to new players, new athletes, and get a feel for these kids and you know which young men are going to be the ones to step up for us. Any idea yet numbers-wise uh, where you think Houston is going to be this year when it comes to your roster? As of right now, just looking at what we're seeing is 40 to 45. I think it's a pretty solid number. And you'll have you'll have you'll have some starters back, right, on both sides of the ball, coach. Just a matter of depth this year for your squad. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know as, as we go on, you know there were some kids last year that stepped up early, then other kids took over. So it's, there's some more experience there. Not to say that they were starters to end the year, but they started the year for us last year. They have a lot of experience. We had a lot of freshmen that hung around with us last year too. That got some experience varsity wise. So now. Those guys going into their sophomore years, we're looking for some big steps from those guys as well. Well, Coach, you mentioned you open up October 9th at Watertown Luther Prep. Then you go on the road to Amro on the 16th. And then a couple of home games, the Dodgeland on the 23rd and on the 30th, Marshall. Are those games going to be split between Horicon and Houston, or don't you know that yet? Um, every game we always have with us with the co-op are always split. So if one's at Horicon, the next one will be at Houston. We, we try and do a great job. Our AD does a great job with making sure it's split for our fans. And then you wrap it up on the road at Partyville. Uh, Coach Shannon Miller, uh, good luck this season on your abbreviated uh, uh, campaign with Houston, and we appreciate you know being able to uh, get things going in the fall and look forward to talking to you as you get games going and, and you get up back out of the practice field. That's awesome, Wade. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm glad we could talk football. The high school football preview show continues now as we head to Dodgeland High School where they handed out equipment on Thursday and they look to get out on the practice field a few weeks later than what uh, uh, other teams have in the area. But the bottom line is they are scheduled to have a fall season and we're going to bring in head coach Paul Shield. Coach, uh, do it feel good to hand out some equipment on Thursday? It feels very good to hand out equipment. seems like we've been conditioning and lifting for a few months now, so it felt like there was a light at the end of the tunnel that we had we're working towards something and we could see see that light by handing this equipment out. You know, that's one of those things. It's got to be hard for not only, you know, the kids, but the coaching staff as well. You're working all summer and you really didn't know all summer what was going to happen in the fall, did you? But but the kids were able to stay focused and get some of the work in that they had hoped to get done? Yes. Um, we were able to open our weight room up in the middle of July to get groups of 10 in there. Um, and we'd sanitize it down after every period that we had lifting. And it was nice to see the kids come back. I mean, yes, our it was different. We had to wear masks, we had to sanitize and stay distance from each other, but it was really enjoyable to be back together. Oh, Coach, you took over as head coach earlier this summer for uh, uh, veteran coach Doug Miller, who decided to step down. Just what has it been like for you in the transition from an assistant on the Trojan staff to the head coach here as we get ready to open up the season? Uh, the transition has went well. Um, I think it was difficult to replace myself and another coach um, on the staff 
more challenging than what I thought it was going to be. But, you know, being part of the staff, being a faculty member um, here has helped with the connections with the kids. You know, when we shut down in March, every day I would send the kids an email, you know, to stay connected and email them in the morning with a quote from a book that I read or something inspirational to keep their heads up because, you know, we weren't together in the uh, building. We weren't socializing with each other, group texts and things like that to stay connected. So, and I think it's been smooth for the kids. You know, they knew who I was and last couple of years they've been coming down in my classroom if they weren't already in my class. But, um, so it's been, it's been a nice transition. Well, coaches, you get on the practice field on Monday with hopes of opening the season on October 9th at Partyville. Just uh, if people come out to see Dodger without giving out too many trade secrets with with, uh, with what you're doing, are people going to see a little different look from uh, Trojan football here in 2020? Yes, we will. We will look different, you know, for those that remember uh, some of the things I did at my previous stop in Waterloo will be very similar to a lot of that, but yet different to fit the kids that I have now, you know, defensively the same thing. Uh, Coach, looking at your uh, team coming back, let's start on the offensive side of the football first. You've got some uh, some uh, veteran players uh, returning on the offensive line. John Appenfeld, Louis White, they're going to be big com- contributors to our offensive line. Um, Alex Nelson is a returning player on the offensive line. And Rogan Durge, uh Christian Nunez. So, I mean, we'll have size and experience which will be very nice. How about in the backfield? What do we look for under center this year? And uh, and also, obviously, you had a, one heck of a running back last year you have to replace, but you also bring back some, some kids that carried the football last year. Nate A-Strike was a great back. A kid like that, it's hard to replace. So what will happen is we will more than likely take three or four people to replace one person, just how the offense is going to be ran. Um, you know, I'm hoping a kid like Caden Brueger uh, can play quarterback and do a lot of our option stuff that is in the mix. Logan Polish, when he's healthy, I hope that he will be able to have a breakout year. He has size and speed that uh, that will fit a lot of things that we're going to be able to do. You know, Brent Gerke, uh all-conference kid coming back. And then we've got Andrew Benzing that could play multiple positions in the uh, offense. I mean, Andrew could even play quarterback, um, you know, without having a camp or even a true August you know, practice setting with all the changes. I need to, we need to be able to see what the kids are going to be able to do. Coach Andrew Benzing is a guy. He's on the the, the watch list for the Stemke Awards, given annually to the, the state's top senior kicker. As a high school coach, you know, kicking sometimes is a Jekyll and Hyde type thing, or, or you know, you don't know what you're going to get. How how nice is it to know you're going to have a solid kicker uh, on your squad this year? <laughs> Very important. I mean, when you're able to flip the field position or um, your offense stalled at the 30. I mean, Andrew, I'd have to say Andrew's like is good from 40 to 45 yards. I mean, he works hard at it. There's no doubt about that. He's put the time in. He's went to camps. Um, that is what his passion is, is to kick. And, uh, you know, he has a goal of um, kicking at the next level, and I believe he can do that. I was going to say, what do you think the MO of your defense is going to be this year? Hopefully we're, uh, we're an aggressive team. That's going to be able to mix up some coverages. And we're going to be solid up front, which you know we need to be able to run the football. We need to be able to stop the run. You know, moving our schedule back so far, you know, where we get done in November, you know, those late, you know, those second, third round playoff games where we would play, 
it's very important to be able to run the football and stop the run. You know, the ball is a different feel when you start throwing that thing in cold weather. So I believe we have the kids that are going to be able to fly around on defense and you know stop the run. Coach, just what are your thoughts here in the new Eastern Suburban Conference with Cambridge, Marshall, Clinton, Marquezan, Palmyra, Eagle, uh, Waterloo, uh, Partyville, Clinton uh, not playing football in the fall, but just your thoughts on how Dodgeland fits in general over the long haul in the new Eastern Suburban Conference. be very competitive every week. You know, I made the analogy to our kids and administration that this will be like playing Marquezan every week. I've been in the trailways the last two years as an assistant coach and could see what Marquezan has been able to do um, on the football field, but you could tell those kids were, were prepared in the weight room, as physical as they are, you know, and knowing that, you know, I used to play against, you know, when I was at Waterloo, coaching against uh, Marshall, coaching against Cambridge, and knowing the weight room ethic that Waterloo has. Um, so it's going to be, each week, this is going to be very, it's going to be competitive, and, and I stress the weight room all the time, you know, to our entire program and coaches that, you know, even the middle school coaches tonight when they're with them, like, we have to find a way to be lifting or introducing lifting. But it, it, it's more than just athletics and lifting. It, it's incorporating into our physical education program and our school and what's just happening. Well, Coach Paul Scheel, good luck as you get practice going on Monday and then hopefully we get to Partyville on October 9th and you can get your kids out on the gridiron and playing some football. Thank you so much for the time, and we'll, we'll talk as the season goes along. Thanks a lot for having me, Wave. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, the debut edition of season number two with our high school football preview show. After thank Cambria Friesland's Jim Bilesma, Randolph's Tom Chase, Fall River Riles' Cody Schultz, Marcus Ann's John Dunleavy, uh, Waterloo's Dave Frisell, uh, Marshall's Matt Kleinheinz, Watertown's Benji Camrath, Houston's Shannon Miller, and Dodgeland's Paul Shield for joining us. Hope to hear from those coaches every single week on Saturday mornings during our high school football rewind program. That'll drop sometime on Saturday as we review each week of this 2020 fall high school football season. Hope to have programs every Wednesday and Saturday during the prep season. Going to do our best to get you shows right there as well. And again, I always encourage you to check out DailyDodge.com and the sports tab to keep tabs on what's going on in the area when it comes to high school sports if you like the program best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe at your favorite podcasting platform just search south central wisconsin prep report should be able to find it right there also follow on facebook 
like, uh, like South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, and give us a follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. Until Wednesday, my name is Wade Bates, and you have been listening to the High School Football Preview Show on the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.